I think fundamentally the world communicates differently today. And yes, we're back in person, but you know, this is my first day in the office. Tomorrow I'll be working from home. Next week I'll probably have a mix of both. And I think, yes, we'll be back in the office in some capacity, but there's going to be a persistent working from home in the world for a long time to come. And we're no longer in a world where we're sitting right next to each other. I think the vast majority of our communication is happening over recorded channels. It's happening over Zoom and Teams. I don't have the data in front of me, but last time I looked, I think Zoom had trillions of meetings minutes per year. So it, it's crazy the amount of conversation that is happening over that platform. And a couple of years ago, there wasn't any. And so the way that people communicate is different. And for compliance teams, you need to be aware that misconduct could be happening over those lines. Welcome to the Innovation and in Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Let me turn to e-com surveillance. And as a broad topic, is this really mission impossible? Is it possible to have e-com surveillance? Is machine learning a part of that? Uh, if we could maybe flip it to the regulatory perspective, what do you think the regulators want to see? When you sit down with, with someone like me across the table, how do you help them think through that from an organizational perspective? Yeah. So e-com surveillance is the proactive monitoring of communications. It's often called e-com surveillance in a financial con context where that's just what the industry has, has evolved to, to call it, where you're looking at written communications, e emails, chats, similar to, to compliance monitoring in general, looking at, at communications. I don't think it, it's an impossible task. It's something that as data volumes have exploded, so the amount of communications we're sending every day has exploded. The variety of data sources that we need to monitor has exploded. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, would have been just email and then email and Skype and other you know, chat messaging systems. Today, it could be 100 different systems, Slack and Zoom and Teams and Bloomberg Chat and Ice Chat. It's hundreds of different systems. And so it's become a lot harder. And I think in regulated organizations, employees that want to do some form of misconduct, if you're at a bank, you know you're being monitored and you know that compliance teams are obligated to look for collusive behavior, insider dealing. And so they're using code language. They're consciously doing what they can to avoid detection. So it's hard, but technology has come a long way and it's kept pace with the evolution in communication sources. So now technology is available to capture every data source that's out there. And if you're at a bank, you won't be able to deploy a new communication source without the ability to capture it. So every data source that's widely used today we need the ability to proactively monitor it. We've talked about artificial intelligence, machine learning models. We deploy dozens of different tools that empower a compliance officer to really focus on what's important. And at the end of the day, it's about being risk-based. It's about focusing on your highest risks in the organization, defining them in advance, defining the population that is susceptible to that risk, and focusing your energy on reviewing alerts that seem the highest risk within those categories. So it's definitely a journey. The industry has come a long way in the past few years, 
And I'm super excited to see the continued innovation and what's to come. I'd now like to turn to maybe that veiled land of the future, but we started this podcast kind of jokingly talking about the last time we got together Mm -hmm. and it was pre-pandemic. But I was wondering if you could tell us about how you saw the approach to data management and cybersecurity change over the course of the pandemic. Obviously, the biggest change was work from home. Now we're sitting here in your offices, so we can talk about return to work. But could you kind of walk us through what you saw and the Relativity Trace response to what businesses were asking for? Yeah, I think fundamentally the world communicates differently today. And yes, we're back in person, but you know, this is my first day in the office. Tomorrow I'll be working from home. Next week I'll probably have a mix of both. And I think, yes, we'll be back in the office in some capacity but there's going to be a persistent working from home in the world for a long time to come. And we're no longer in a world where we're sitting right next to each other. I think the vast majority of our communication is happening over recorded channels. It's happening over Zoom and Teams. I don't have the data in front of me, but last time I looked, I think Zoom had trillions of meetings minutes per year. So it's crazy the amount of conversation that is happening over that platform. And a couple of years ago, there wasn't any. And so the way that people communicate is different. And for compliance teams, you need to be aware that misconduct could be happening over those lines. And it's not just that they communicate differently. There's way more voice communication that has been happening. And so specifically, if I look to our financial customers, the amount of voice business that is happening over Zoom and Teams and other voice channels has skyrocketed. Regulators have been very clear that you need to capture and record that voice data. And we've had an explosion in the number of customers that are required to monitor that data as well. And so, you know, we've seen our customers ask for more and more data sources that they need to capture. They've asked for more and more types of data sources to capture, including audio. And we've needed to invest a lot to keep pace with the evolution of the world's communication habits. We've also operated in a world where compliance teams are no longer sitting next to each other. So you can't just go over to your shoulder, say, hey, Tom, you know, is, have you heard of this person or how's this case doing or this investigation, how's it going? A lot of the collaboration between compliance teams, you need systems to manage that collaboration, case management tools, review tools to manage what could be hundreds of people working on dozens of investigations across the organization. And so we've also built technology that allows compliance teams to no longer use Excel or SharePoint or other tools to manage their own internal processes. We'd like that all centralized in the system where the actual compliance monitoring is happening. So those are kind of the two major trends that we're we're seeing. For a large part of this podcast, Jordan, we've been focusing on relatively trace and how you assist customers and your customer base. But let me now change to the regulators. Early on in the pandemic, the regulators basically said, don't stop doing compliance. Yeah. But it became much more sophisticated. They continued robust enforcement. In on January 1 of this year, we had a major change to the anti-money laundering laws of the United States with an amendment to the Bank Secrecy Act. So we have both movement forward on the regulatory front. We have movement forward on the enforcement front from regulators. And I wanted to use that as an introduction to ask you, What's been your observation of the impact of COVID on regulatory scrutiny of your clients and the greater industry? The biggest one for us has just been the consistent reinforcement that your obligations don't change 
in a work from home environment. Just because people are working from home doesn't mean that your recording obligations go away. You still need to capture all communication vehicles. We saw some instances of some financial employees communicating over WhatsApp or other non-monitored channels and regulators came down hard on, on them. And there's been a consistent reinforcement that just because people communicate differently, just because they're not in a controlled environment of the trading floor, you need to still be able to capture all of those communications. And so that really put a lot of pressure on technology teams. You know, the business is sitting there saying, hey, we want to use Zoom. We want to use Teams. We want to use these new communication vehicles. But compliance, they couldn't deploy them at regulated organizations unless compliance teams had a way to manage them and capture them. That's honestly been the biggest impact to, to our business is the consistent focus on keeping pace with how people are communicating. And then we've seen a lot of, a lot of industry-specific regulatory scrutiny. So if we go back to last year, times of high market volatility, there's a real focus on insider dealing and pharmaceutical organizations, a focus on, on off-label selling. And so different industries have had different regulatory focuses, but the thing that's been consistent for us is you need to keep pace with the evolution of communication technology. So if we look maybe down the road, 2025, or perhaps even beyond, what do you see regarding cybersecurity data management? Yeah. So if we focus, maybe I'll focus specifically on, on cybersecurity data management, then kind of give a broader perspective of longer term. I think one is we've seen a shift away from on-premise technology to leveraging the cloud. And there's been some hesitation in certain industries. Hey, we have less control of our data. It's managed by someone like Microsoft or Amazon. And we're seeing a massive shift away from on-premise tools to leveraging uh, SaaS and cloud technologies. And it's actually more secure than on-premise. If we look at Microsoft, they're investing billions of dollars in security. I mean, Relativity alone is investing something like 10% of our budget on cybersecurity and keeping our data and our customers' data secure. I think if we go out to 2025, we'll be beyond much of the cloud hesitation. And our customers, even the most sensitive financial organizations, law firms that have been really hesitant about the cloud now are coming to us being like, we want to move our data to the cloud. We don't want to manage these on-premise systems anymore. And I think going to 2025, we'll see that trend, trend continue. If we focus on compliance and compliance monitoring in general, we're going to see a massive shift towards leveraging more artificial intelligence capabilities. And it's not just that the technology will get better. It's not just machine learning models will get better. But defensibility of those models, the explainability of those models will increase even faster. The artificial intelligence has come so far in the past few years that it's already good enough to provide a ton of value to our customers. The innovation over the next few years is really going to be on that defensibility front. How do we prove defensibly that something was alerted on for a specific reason and another communication wasn't? I think that's where we're going to see continued innovation in the next few years. I think I'm, I'm excited for the impact it can have on the industry. Let me see if I can wrap up with a few different concepts. Perhaps the most prescient thing I heard during the pandemic is that we have moved from disaster recovery to business continuity to simply business as usual, no matter what the disaster might be. It could be a January 6th. It could be a hurricane. It could be a cold snap, mm -hmm. really anything. But it's now just business as usual. The use of technology, you really, I think, opened my eyes to how the Relativity Trace tool is 
far beyond simply responding to regulators. It's really incorporating uh, regulatory requirements in a business process that makes it seamless. So really, how can the not simply the tools you've talked about, but technology be used as a way to not only keep up with changing regulations, but help companies in this new paradigm of whatever the disaster is, whatever the situation is, you, you have to be open for business. And no one's going to accept, well, you know, we had a storm. Sorry. We know everybody on the phone today. As basic as that. Really, it sounds like to me that's what you're helping businesses do is it's now just business as usual and using AI and data. So I was wondering if, I know I threw a lot there, but kind of your thoughts on using technology as a way to go forward in this new environment that we're sitting in. Yeah. And I think it's compliance officers. There's so much data out there that without technology, it's going to be hard to operate with business as usual. How are you going to be able to track the many controls you need to have in place? How are you going to sift through all the potential employees and risks that may be hidden in your unstructured data? There's just so much to sift through, so much to, to manage. And compliance teams are often underfunded. They're pushing for more budget. And technology, uh, you know, I believe, is a fundamental way where they can get more efficiencies out of the team and actually detect risks. And so a lot of what we're doing is enabling compliance teams to operate business as usual and focus on what they're really good at, detecting risks, detecting misconduct. And so leveraging SaaS technology, you don't need to manage some big infrastructure or update your system or keep it running or optimize it for performance. You focus on using the system and customizing it, configuring it to your use case. We're building artificial intelligence capabilities that sifts out the junk for you so you can focus on the five, the 10, the 100 alerts that were generated by the system and use your time to investigate it, get a handle on it, take action and, and remediation. And so we're, we're trying to enable our teams to focus on you know, what they want to focus on and not all of the other effort that's around the core job of a compliance officer. Well, Jordan, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I wanted to thank you. I can't think of a better way to for me and the Compliance Podcast Network to come out of this pandemic, but to interview you in person again at the Relativity Trace recording studio. We have to have a shout out there. But if our listeners wanted any more information on yourself or any of the topics we've touched upon or relativity, where can they go? So feel free to go to our website, www.relativity.com slash trace, if you want to dig specifically into trace, or email trace at relativity.com. We'd love to share a little bit more about what we do, answer any more questions, or just have a conversation. So please feel free to reach out. Jordan, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing yeah. this conversation. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review.